Welcome to the Rise Inside podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and powered by Rise Robotics. Listen as host Justin talks to experts from the Rise team about topics relating to mechanical engineering, industrial design, commercialization, and innovation. True collaborations work when ideas are integrated at inception to solve significant problems. Rise Inside brings together how the team continues to work with great folks to commercialize ideas. You're listening to the Rise Inside Podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to the Rise Inside Podcast. Today, I get to continue our latest series, uh, talking to the folks that are bringing the Rise Robotics vision to life on our Inside Rise series. Today, I get to welcome product manager Walt Bradbury to the show. Walt, hey, great to see you, man. Uh, You too, Justin. Thanks for the invite. Man, uh, it goes without saying that it's uh, long overdue. Should have done this, um, you know, <laughs> long before. Uh, but here we are today, and, and excited to get to talk uh, talk to you about, you know, what brought you to rise. So, so really happy to have you on. Okay, great. Well, thank you. Um, well, you know, you have led a pretty distinguished career up until this point, and um, you know, had the opportunity to. To talk to some of our colleagues, uh, Ken Gray and others, um, mm-hmm. about you know what led you to rise, but I'd love to hear you know you know from you, uh, you know what what rise means to you and, and who is rise. Rise to me, and what really got me excited to come to work for Rise is that it it's a technology company that is providing a critical enabler for the automation and electrification of heavy equipment. Without RISE, I think a lot of the opportunities to electrify and automate big equipment just simply won't be viable. Yeah, I you know I couldn't agree more with you there. Um, and also part of the reason why why I uh, had my path lead to RISE as well. Tell me a little bit about you know your role. What is the you know what does it mean to be a product manager now? Well, a product manager, as we've defined it to date takes overall responsibility for a program. Everything from the development through the uh, production, uh, profitability, uh, all aspects. Think of it as like the CEO of a program, of a portion of the company. Yep. Um, and are you able to talk about which portion of that com- of, of Rise that is yet? Yep. The first, <laughs> first uh, uh, responsibility I've got is for the LiftGate program. Uh, It'll be the first commercially available product that Rise makes in partnership with Anthony Liftgates. And we're blazing a lot of trails with this program. It's the first time Rise has done a lot of things uh, beyond just developing product. It's going to be taking it into production and supporting it long term. And and, uh, we'll be developing a, a lot of process and tools along the way. Absolutely. Uh, I've been really fortunate to interview the likes of Kurt Walker um, and other members of the Anthony Liftgates team. Uh, it, it's pretty exciting. I, I know they're excited about it, too. It's not just that, hey, we're getting to see our R&D in action and somebody's paying us for it. From their perspective, it's a catalyst into you know a space that they've never been involved in. It gives them an opportunity to to have a competitive advantage versus their competitors in their industry. And I think that's one of the neat things about the technology that Rise has 
anybody that chooses to work with us as a development partner will create an opportunity to create a competitive advantage to give them a leg up on their competitors. So yeah, they should be excited about it. I think uh, a lot of other companies, when they find out more about us, will will be excited to work with us too. Absolutely. And well, for them specifically, you know, they were one of the first movers and shakers in the liftgate space way back, you know, almost a hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and to see that all kind of come full circle and to be back in the family and all that stuff. I mean, uh, it's a pretty neat story. It is. It uh, is. It's great. And they're great partners to work with. I love working with them. They're just open, transparent, honest. And, and I love working with partners like that. Yeah. You know, speaking of, you know, your work with partners previously, as I mentioned, as we got started, you know, you've had a pretty distinguished career, you know, prior to joining Rise, you know, uh, what is your background and, and you know, what brought you, what brought you here? That's a great question. I, uh, I spent 35 years with Caterpillar. I was blessed to be given an opportunity to work with them right out of uh, a graduate degree. Um, and was was thrilled to have that opportunity. And they're just a solid, high-integrity company that uh, I was blessed to have that many years with. I started in the research department uh, as an engineer, designing uh, some very advanced controls at the time. And uh, it was fun stuff, but I didn't get a personal fulfillment out of it because I wasn't seeing the results of my work on our customers or our company. Mm -hmm. And so it was a little bit unfulfilling. And so I started migrating more toward customer facing and dealer facing roles. And the more I did that, the more fun I had. And then was able to transition through a number of different service and sales and marketing and dealer administration positions throughout my career that uh, resulted in in, uh, a long 35 year career. After uh, 35 years, I retired and was enjoying retirement thoroughly uh, when, when Ken reached out to me and, and uh, talked to me a little about this opportunity. And it was, it was exciting. It was, it was one of those things that I could see making an impact, making a difference, and seeing the results of my work on the company and our customers, uh, which, which to me is just a fulfilling, fulfilling objective. Yeah. Well, hearing from the dealers and, you know, farmers, miners, you know, folks on the ground, and then being able to take that back to the team that you worked with before in research and development and then say, hey, we need to make this tweak or make that and that, that seeing that come out on the next generation. Man, I got to believe that that is pretty cool. It is. It, it, I think the the biggest kick I get out of it is helping the whole team at RISE see how to do some of those things. And I think the best thing I can do here is teach them how to fish rather than uh, uh, give them the fish and, and show them how we can do those things, engage customers, get that feedback, uh, implement processes, processes which build that kind of feedback into it on a regular basis. Is it, I don't want to say invigorating, but is it something where, uh, you know, you get excited every day to, to say, Hey, I know we've never done this before. And what I did was different because it was a big company, but you meet somewhere in the middle and, and, you know, then you can start to see the results with the likes of Anthony Liftgates and, and the team there. 
It, exactly. I think the things that RISE is going through right now uh, is a transition from developing a prototype to getting into production. And the things that we're learning along the way are things that other companies have gone through. Mm -hmm. Every company goes through it differently. Uh, everyone is a little bit different, but it's similar in that you have to go from a R&D process to a production type process, and they are different. Uh, we're learning what that is as we go through the LiftGate program right now. But I've worked with a number of startups uh, in my previous roles, uh, either joint ventures or divisions of Caterpillar that I was responsible for, uh, participating in board meetings, serving on boards uh, in a management role, whatever. And it's a very common challenge to go from developing a prototype to really commercializing it and, and getting into production with it. Tesla almost went broke trying. Elon right. Musk says... They, uh, what do you mean? They, they were broke. They were broke yeah, for a long, right. a long time. <laughs> and when he explained it, he summarized it as prototypes are easy, production is hard. Right. And that's exactly the transition that Rise is going through right now. So we, we've got a prototype. That was the easy bit. Now we yeah. got to get into production, and there's a lot of work to do to get to that, get to that phase, and and we're going through it. The team is motivated, engaged, and I don't see anything that prevents us from getting to that. It's just uh, a lot of work to get there. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to fix one cylinder. It's a lot more difficult to fix hundreds, thousands, or hundreds of thousands across the continent right. or potentially the world. Um, right. if we really get successful with this. So, yes, that's right. Uh, you know, when you think back to some of your experience taking the concept to, you know, prototype to, you know, commercialization, and then and then just because you have an order doesn't mean that stops there, right? I mean, then you have to keep going, right? Well, what, what, what are some of the things, you know, that... Um, I don't know. Does it, does it, I, I'm certain it excites you to look at that, but um, how much do you have to prevent yourself before you say cart horse, which comes first? Oh, you have to get it right before you even open the order board and accept the customer's order. And that's the work we're going through right now. But once you do that and you commit to a delivery, you have to follow through on that commitment. You have to have a number of other things from manuals to training to parts to support it to mm -hmm. a service plan for well, if something does break and, and it will. And it's not always a product defect that results in it breaking. Sometimes somebody backed into a, a, a loading dock or something. Uh, how do you repair it? What is the process for doing the repairs? And do you have the parts and the service procedures and everything you need to get that customer back up and running again as quickly as possible because his operation is, is broken. Right. And so you have to worry about getting the product fixed, getting his operation back up and running again, but also getting the customer's perception and, and view of the company potentially fixed if something broke what's his perception and how do we assure that he stays positive on his view of, of the product that he paid good money to uh, to put in his operation 
Well, and at this point, partner with, right? I mean, because uh, it's not just even about the sale yet. Right now, it's still on the on the partnership development, making yeah. sure that it, it fits into each of those applications. Um, so, you know, thinking about those processes and, and um, you know, different uh, elements that go into servicing the, the customer, mm -hmm. uh, you know, are you working on adhering to say a partner's standards first, or are you building this out in your own checklist of stuff that needs to happen? And then we can take that to partners or new, you know, business development opportunities. Both, both. I mean, obviously Anthony has been around for a long time and we have to be closely um, tied to their culture and brand reputation in the marketplace. But we're also needing to be cognitive of, of our own brand and the perception that we're creating with the first few units we get out. I've told people before, uh, a reputation can never be changed. It can only be added to. So the first few that we get out are going to create a reputation for mm -hmm. us, for Rise Robotics, that we need to be protective of and make sure we get right. Because we can't change that first perception. We can only add to it with more units over time. Sure. So taking a step back, you know, thinking about, um, you know, you are in retirement. Uh, you know, Ken, Ken, as he does, uh, he has a, a way of, of uh, coercing you to, to see his vision as well. What about that, uh, you know, lured you in or you know made you say yes I, I i'm looking forward to 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 getting back at it and uh jumping up uh every day to make this happen i love making a difference i love getting up in the morning and making a difference and helping people grow i was doing things in retirement with some volunteer work that was supporting both of those desires of mine but this one, this one gives me an opportunity to really make a difference uh, with the team, help the team grow. But what excited me was Rise had a prototype working. And a prototype proves that you can solve a problem. It doesn't really solve it. It just proves you have the ability to solve it. Yeah. Getting it into production, getting it commercialized, proves that you can solve the problem uh, for an industry. And that's the stage that Rise was at. And so I think if we can work together to get through this next phase and into production, into commercialization, we'll go from proving we can solve it to actually solving it. And that to me is exciting. That's fun. That is fun. I mean, hey, man, I get it. I, it makes me want to get out of bed every day and, and just, you know, start working on things. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, talk talk a little bit about some of the projects that you did have in retirement and what you do, you know, when you're not, uh, you know, seeing this, this uh, you know, vision of prototype to, to commercialization come to realization. You know, what are what are you doing in uh, in some of your free time? Well, I've got uh, I'm on a couple of boards. Uh, one is a, a small company here in the Denver area uh, and another one is a community uh, nonprofit. And I'm serving as a treasurer on that. So I feel good about the difference I'm making in the nonprofit in our community. Uh, I can see tangible things that we're doing, and it feels good to make that kind of a difference. On the other board, it's it's helping them. They're a startup as well, a small local startup, 
helping them go through the process of uh, getting their operation going and hiring people and all the creating a culture and all the things that they're doing. Yeah. I've also, I mean, it was through COVID. Uh, so I had a list of projects that I wanted to do around the house. <laughs> and, uh, you and had, you and all 200 million of us, right? I had two years to do them and, and yeah. I got through them. I, I did a lot of things around here that I've been having on my to-do list for years and just never had time to do. But again, <laughs> it was making a difference. It, 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 uh, it was rewarding. It was fulfilling. Not as fulfilling as this is, but it was it was at least uh, fulfilling and uh, at the same time had a chance to to uh, exercise more, lost weight yeah. after I retired. Uh, there you go. Playing tennis and squash and things like that. Yeah, that's great. What were some of the projects at home that you got to complete? Oh, some stuff in the garage. I put cabinets in our garage. Uh, my daughter uh, lives not too far from here and our, I helped her remodel her kitchen. We gutted the cabinets and put in new <laughs> cabinets and installed an island and redid lighting and all kinds of things like that. Yeah, I have I, I have some uh, projects available for you as well, if you'd like to call <laughs> me. <laughs> well, hey, I'm happy to help. I'll let you know I'm a little expensive, yeah. but, <laughs> but I'm available. <laughs> uh, well, it seems like all of the contractors today are pretty expensive. They, you know, they're all quite busy. So it's, you know, it's who's paying the best when. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're all absolutely <laughs> swamped and have difficulty getting everything from appliances to to parts. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a challenge right now. Well, speaking of supply chain and speaking of, you know, trying to, you know, previously talking about uh, building processes for, you know, uh, being able to uh, manufacture at scale um, and deliver, you know, these uh, cylinders to to partners and, and future uh, customers like Anthony Liftgates. Um, you know, are, are you seeing any potential obstacles in the supply chain of us, you know, you know, getting materials to work with or, you know, being able to ship them, you know, for external factors. I mean, internally, I know you're still working on the dotting the I's and crossing the T's and putting manuals in place, and making sure that we have uh, SOPs for all of this stuff. But but what externally are you seeing still that that could be an obstacle? Well, there's there's still supply chain challenges with chips and some things like that. But I think we're going to work through those and and with some. Um, with some planning, you can accommodate those things, uh, plan up front for it. I, I think the bigger obstacles I see are our own. They're, they're our own ability to work through some of the challenges and, um, and getting through it. Yep. Bringing on the expertise, uh, working together through it. Um, but it's I don't see the obstacles as being insurmountable at all. I, this team is working well together. They're open, they're transparent, they're collaborative, respectful, um, challenging one another, and and we're working through them. I, I'm not at all discouraged at what I'm seeing, and I don't see external obstacles that can prevent us from getting there. Yeah. Oh, you know, another word I heard yesterday was, uh, I was speaking with Erica Murray, um, you know, on on another inside rise uh, mm -hmm. pod interview like this. And um, she was saying, uh, you know, building in communication and empathy. Um, and those are two things you don't necessarily equate to engineers or, you know, 
uh, processes, right? Um, and I, I thought that was fascinating that, that you know, that's a, a mission of hers internally is to, is to improve communication and make sure that as a company and a culture, we're, we're empathetic. You know, are you seeing that, um, you know, from your perspective and, and how, how things are being done here? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the process changes we're going through is evolving from an R&D process, which usually involves a great deal of rapid iteration. And that rapid iteration gives you the new features and capabilities. And you don't know when you're going to get there because it's invention. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> it takes a while. And, and we'll get there when we get there. It's through the next few steps we'll get to something that we're comfortable with. Production is different. You have to have a line of sight. You have to know what you're going to get to and have a line of sight to get there and commit to a date because there's so many other work streams that have to converge at that point with supply chain, with sales training, with, with manuals and support materials and parts and other things. It's a different mindset and a different way of thinking. And it requires a lot more communication. It requires people to understand somebody else's perspective and the challenges they're going to have to get there and be open and receptive to hearing them out on what those are. And that's exactly what the team's doing right now. And it's, I think it's going really well. I'd have a hard time asking it to go much better. It's yeah. just a lot of work to get there and a lot of cultural change to shift to that. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I think the cultural shift may be easier. It's actually to your very first point where your vision of like what your role is teaching them to fish and teaching the mm -hmm. team to fish instead of giving them the answers. I, I think, um, you know, to some degree, that's sometimes the most difficult thing because you go through some of those learning curves and, and mistakes um, that you wouldn't have with a say Caterpillar because, uh, you know, it's been done this way for so many years. Yes, that's right. But it's also a mistake to come into a situation like this with Rise and think that the experience I had at some of the other startups is going to be the same here. It's a mistake to think that I've got the answer. The best thing I can do is help them see what the challenge is and help them see different ways of solving that challenge <clears throat> and help them through that, be there to support and maybe guide a little bit. But uh, I'm, I'm not the one to solve it for them. They're going to have to be the ones to solve it. Yeah. You, you know, in, in just like in anything in life, you know, obstacles tend to present the biggest opportunities. Um, and, you know, I, I know, you know, you didn't you didn't um, come to rise to volunteer, uh, you know, so there are <laughs> there are opportun opportunities for everybody. Uh, but where do you see some of the biggest opportunities coming, you know, for rise is that, you know, in the in the role of manufacturing and manufacturing to scale is that, you know, new partnerships where where, where are you seeing opportunities? Uh, I think in that broader industrial company type space, um, Rise has, uh, up until a year or so ago, been mostly an R&D type company. When you think about a typical industrial company, a big equipment manufacturer like Caterpillar or an ag equipment manufacturer or even an automotive or others, four or five percent of the company typically is R&D. Yeah. So there's going to be a big company grow up around this R&D core that's always been there. 
with rice. Yeah. And, and so they're 90% plus of the opportunities in rice going forward are not going to be in R and D. They're going to be in supply chain management. They're going to be in HR accounting, uh, purchasing, um, those types of things. So there, there will be a lot of opportunity, uh, but, but not so much in R and D as much as it is in engineering and manufacturing and supporting the production and commercialization process. Yeah. Well, comparing it to something like Caterpillar where the R and D budget at cat, you know, far exceeds, you know, the, yeah. where we are today, you know, I, 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 I'm with you, you know, what's crazy to think is that this at some point will be such a, you know, a small part of it. it now still the engine that drives things, no doubt with iterations Absolutely. and innovation, but knowing that that can be pushed through other channels, I think to your point, that is really exciting. Yes. That's where the opportunities are. And, and to your point, it, the, that, Research, the development of technology will always be the foundation on which RISE is built. So it's a really critically important to get that right and to do that well. Uh, but we also have to do the rest of it. Otherwise, we're just producing a prototype and showing <laughs> that we can solve a problem and not really solving it. Right. Yeah, we're, we'd be just giving the blueprints away to for somebody else to, to take all the hard work that we've done. Yeah, you know, and, that's right. And, you know, like, that's why we do this, right? This is, uh, we're doing this interview today. And, and uh, you know, part of that is to, you know, not just share the breadth of, of knowledge of, you know, Walt Bradbury, but it's to talk about, you know, your vision, where the opportunities are, where the obstacles are, um, and also, uh, you know, bring our team closer together by putting this out um, and, and sharing those those opportunities. Because, you know, just like um, so many other things in the world right now, you know, we're all a little bit spread out. Um, we're not all in the office or the garage or the lab. Um, and it's important to know, you know, who's next to us, so to speak, even if, you know, down the hall is really a couple thousand miles away. Oh, that's right. That's right. I think the the opportunity here to commercialize things is a, is a real challenge and figuring out how to do that in this case. I think the leadership team at, at RISE has already concluded that just being a component provider is not going to be the optimum approach. Yeah. And so how do you integrate with other development partners and provide a, a broader solution, not just a hydraulic cylinder replacement? That, yeah. That's a, a significant challenge. Well, I think you've answered this before, but I'd love to hear it again. What are you most excited about in terms of what's coming here at Rise? Uh, to me, it's the getting something into production and start to commercialize things and generating revenue, generating customer revenue uh, from the technology that's been developed. That's when you know you're solving a problem. Customers are paying you to solve it. Well, and I, I think, you know, the, the other part of that is having them come back to you and say, thanks. <laughs> well, and, and here's some more money. Can I get some more? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly what, what, uh, what I'm looking forward to and what excites me and, and inspired me to come to Rise to begin with. Well, awesome. 
Well, Walt, you know, I'm really thankful to have the opportunity to to hear your perspective and, you know, be able to to talk to somebody that has gone through, you know, some of these challenges before and and is excited about not just sharing experience, but also finding new solutions and being open to it. I mean, I think that is one of the coolest things um, about this team is that, you know, the, the reception to both, uh, you know, take advice, but also listen to the best idea. That's right. We're going to have to do a lot of that over the next several months and years. That's right. Well, uh, I appreciate you joining me today, Walt. This has been great. Well, thanks for the invitation, Justin. I really appreciate it. Well, that invitation will be extended again. There is no doubt. We'll uh, we'll dive deeper into some of these uh, different topics. I, I uh, would love to do something on, uh, you know, the scale up to com- to uh, manufacturing, and and then another one maybe on supply chain, just to uh, talk through, you know, what some of that vision is um, that we can talk about. And I know, of course, you know, some of these things we are keeping close to the vest, but uh, f- for what we can, I think that also helps uh tell uh, you know our our current partners and future uh, future customers you know what what they're uh, they're in for and how exciting it is to be a part of the team with us exactly cool well you've been listening to the latest episode of the rise inside podcast this has been our series on inside rise sometimes that's a tongue twister um, to end the show with but this has been the inside rise series uh the rise inside podcast thanks for uh, my guest walt bradbury and until next time you've been listening to the rise inside podcast presented by rise robotics on behalf of our guest today and host justin starbird thank you for listening please share your feedback on our linkedin page 